Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Stick a Fork in It, the podcast of Feeding Tampa Bay. We're really excited uh, to have our special guest with us today. It's a program that I love very, very much. And before we get into any of the boring details, we're going to start by talking a little bit about who we have with us. Hey, Darcy. Hey, Shannon. Matt, none of these details are boring. (laughs) (laughs) I try to set a low bar and then, you know, just barely clear it. (laughs) Under promise, over deliver. Yes. Oh, that's good. (laughs) So, Darcy, we are, we, Matt, um, well, Matt wasn't with us. It was Evan and I. We were just here. We had an amazing time with you. So, please tell us all about you. Absolutely. So my name is Darcy Klempner, which is quite the mouthful and not uh, either of two names that you see frequently, but uh, helps me stick out. I am the marketing and business development manager here at Tampa Family Health Centers. Right on. Wonderful. And then how did you how did you come to Tampa Family Health Centers? Sure. So I came to Tampa Family Health Centers because I was inspired by the opportunity to have a positive impact on the community where I live. Uh, my previous job had me traveling the state, and while that was an incredible way to learn more about Florida, um, my heart is in Tampa. So there was no better place for me than Tampa Family Health Centers. Uh, my degree is in communication, and I always joke that that means I like to talk a lot. So I'll try to <laughs> rein Perfect it back guess. in. <laughs> yeah, we get that. Yeah, yeah, we're me and Shannon are communications too. So yeah, absolutely. we're good. You're with, you're with our people. Yeah, yeah. And, we're, st- we're still not sure why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> You're the, the, you're the, the soothing, the soothing sounds of Matt. That's, That's right. right. He's got a face for radio. <laughs> exactly. But um, as communication professionals, you know, we often joke that we we have the fun job, mm-hmm. and I think every day that that's true. Um, but communicating about healthcare and reducing barriers to access, I think, is also an incredible responsibility, and it's it's one that I feel absolutely blessed to be able to do every day. Yeah. All right, so before we get too deep into the details and the other stuff in the podcast, uh, we have a tradition here at Stick a Fork in It. Um, we are in this world because we love food. And food is not just something that gets us you know, enough calories to move on to the next thing, but it's something that we feel like bonds us together with people, uh, something that can really express who you are and, and where you come from. And, uh, and so we always like to dig in a little bit with our guests about their favorite foods or a memory around the table that's really important to them. I would love to hear your uh, history with food. Absolutely. Um, Growing up, I was very fortunate to grow up in a home where my my dad loves to cook. Um, And that is highly underrated and something you don't really realize the full value of until you grow up and go to college. And then all of a sudden, you realize that that food just doesn't magically appear at 6.30 p.m., Weird. right? So, uh, so that was something that uh, growing up, I, I took for granted, absolutely. And learning more about the importance of shopping for food, the importance of nutrition, the importance of cooking for yourself, and the, the tangible, practical knowledge that goes into knowing how to do that, I think it can be a really steep learning curve. Um, and having the opportunity to learn is a privilege. And I think that's something that underscores the work that Feeding Tampa Bay does. The importance of that dignified shopping experience, the education component I think is huge. Uh, And that's something that's really important to us here at Tampa Family Health Centers as well, is talking to people about the importance of nutrition, the importance of exercise and how that factors in as they work towards their health and wellness goals. So uh, food is, is 
hugely important and there's no better place to eat than here in tampa bay see <laughs> communications professionals are so much harder to get off track <laughs> i know she right she just job, she right? just swerved away so go back into the we're taking you back i want you to relax i want you to go back into the kitchen dad's in the kitchen what is he making oh my gosh your favorite my f- number one top favorite dad is in the kitchen and you're smelling it. Mm. And see, mm. as, as what is a it? total spoiled kid, right? Hated fish growing up. And we're <laughs> we're in Florida. My dad's like, you're you're you know, how can you not like seafood? We're on a <laughs> peninsula. Um, but growing up and moving away, uh, he used to grill salmon mm-hmm. out in the backyard, you know. And we we lived on a lake in a wonderful subdivision. Uh, Doctor Phillips, Philip Phillips, oh, um, oh, and from Orlando, uh, <laughs> and that that's home. Took the drive down I four to Tampa Bay and haven't looked back uh, <laughs> back since. But um, salmon, and I think it's one of those things that can be really intimidating to cook and make for yourself. But the the nutritional value is huge. And so when I go home, you know, even though it was definitely not my favorite meal growing up, it's what I always find myself craving because those aren't vitamins and omega threes and yeah. fatty acids that I'm getting too much of in my my daily diet. Yeah. So right. So That's I'm nice. gonna um, I'm gonna share with you one of my favorite places to get salmon. You have to cook it yourself, but Sprouts has an Ooh. amazing bourbon glazed salmon Yum. that you can get from them. And literally all you have to do is throw it in the oven for like twelve minutes. You don't have to do anything else to it, and it's incredible. Wow. Our friends at Publix do too. They do have another. I don't think you can go wrong with that marinated Uh, salmon uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good. It took me a while to appreciate fish, too. But now that I've uh, developed my palate a bit. <laughs> now that we're all grown up, right? That's the grown up version. And then we right. go back to childhood. So what is a childhood favorite? Because now I can get in trouble for this. And Thomas Mance, our CEO, is like, Shannon, you can't say that. But I'm saying it, Thomas. I can tear up a pop tart yeah i'm sorry really? that's a staple <laughs> mm. you probably, a cherry pop tart or yeah. the brown sugar and cinnamon yes. that is my go-to run out the door with my coffee <laughs> i'm sorry folks it is a pop tart right. right. now the true pop tart aficionados don't even really care whether or not you cook it oh true oh it depends on if i'm in a hurry yeah. or if i take that little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, that's that's, that's the, some grown up time right there oh, is yeah. if you toast it Don't perfectly to. with the edges that they're crisp like a pastry. Oh, yeah. That yeah, is that's being like the back porch a true morning, adult, you know? baby. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. And that smell out of the toaster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, I was always a toaster strudel kid. Oh. Uh, uh, now, you're a big girl <laughs> if you don't need the sugar. <laughs> And that, I, that's the uh, the low cal version. Oh, is yeah. that? That, that's the healthy. That's choice. the healthy one. <laughs> okay, we swerved off the rails there because we do believe in healthy choices. Classic. But what's your unhealthy choice? Unhealthy choice. Growing up, I think that nostalgia really kicks in with the the chef Boyardee. Oh yeah, canned ravioli. Oof. Oh, the little yeah. mini ones. And you got to chew the you know crimped edges off the sides. <laughs> and, you know, it's a yes. it's a fine dining experience. Right, it's a process. Right. Yeah, so that was it's up there with spaghettios. Ooh. Yeah. You know, there's every once in a while where you just need Netflix and a can of spaghetti. Hey, yeah. 2020 yeah. is the year of comfort food. Uh, Still absolutely. nutrition, that's but, right. but comfort food. Yes. Highly underrated. As we were locked up in our homes, yeah. you know, you can tell that uh, Instacart was uh, full of Pop-Tarts and SpaghettiOs <laughs> and raviolis. You just sprinkle some veggies in with your uh, your SpaghettiOs and then it's, you know, a perfectly adult meal, I think. You yeah. know. Yeah. That, that 19 number at the end of COVID-19 means mm-hmm. different things to some people. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the COVID-19. Extra 19 yeah. over here. <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the COVID-19 <laughs> right. pounds. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. Just add that on to your freshman 15. And there goes the truth <laughs> yeah. of, of the show right there. Um, so as we're talking about these really fun things and, and those meals that bring mm-hmm. warmth to you, do you have a family memory around the table? Um, something that uh, brings you joy? We have the holidays coming up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not about things. It's about moments. Do you mm-hmm. have moments, maybe not just one, but you know, maybe times that uh, bring you back to those times around the table. Absolutely. And as a stick in the fork in it fan, Mm. uh, listening to your podcast, you and Matt talk a lot about the importance of your children and how they impact the work that you do and the joy that you feel when you see the values that are important to you reflected through their actions. And I think looking back at my favorite memories, a lot of the things that mean the most to me now are are the values that my parents were you know subtly imparting uh during those family dinners and a huge one that i didn't realize until i grew up and went to college that was highly underrated is that not every family has the opportunity to sit around the dinner table together every night and even if some nights it was late and after lacrosse practice or early because we had some more to go after um that togetherness and that experience is a privilege and is something that has shaped my perspective moving forward and just like I'm sure your your young children, Matt, will one day look back and realize that they didn't they didn't know what they had until they grew up. <laughs> yeah, um, they're still in the not knowing phase. For they're, sure. they're still in the but, <laughs> but Dad, there's TV on yeah. uh, or Netflix. Or, you know, um, been there, and you know it's it's that that hindsight that's beautiful, and um, but also a privilege. And it's important to recognize that not everyone comes from from the same you know flexibility or ability to have those that family togetherness. And I think that is why, you know, the importance of nutrition education and building healthy, important memories around food is almost as important as the actual eating, yeah. right? It's, it's building that relationship, that dignified experience with food that's so important. I was joking with my wife the other day because, um, you know, I have, as you mentioned, I have these great memories of growing up around the table. And even if none of us were eating because it was 930 at night and we'd all been <laughs> at, you know, I was at baseball, my sister was abandoned, my dad mm-hmm. had a late meeting and whatever, we just, we found time around the table. But uh, when we did eat together, there was always a salad on the table. Hmm. And it didn't make me love salad anymore. Let's just be honest about that. (laughs) Um, But it was there and it was a reminder to me, you know, and it was a good habit to build. And um, my wife and I were joking the other day that like, I haven't really done a great job of doing that same thing with our boys. And I can't even imagine how uh, they would look at a daily salad right now um you know we they certainly get their greens and their healthy foods but uh that's a an area i really have to kind of go back and talk to my mom and be like how did you actually make that happen <laughs> i don't i don't have these memories of being forced to eat it i have memories of it being there and maybe it was just i destroyed everything else on my plate and i was still hungry but, and still staring at those veggies yes which would work for my 13 year old for sure you know but yeah it's it's funny that you bring that up because i we struggle with that you know with our boys they're they have 27 things they want to do and they would uh, much rather just grab some chicken nuggets and, you know, eat them while they're running around with the dog. And <laughs> I'm sure the dog not, loves that too. Right. Yeah. The, the, he, there's a reason he follows behind while they have it. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Under the table. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I want to definitely did that. I want to shift gears back uh, to something you said earlier about growing up in Orlando and, and ending up here and loving Tampa. I think anybody who's ever been to both of those cities can completely understand why. Um, but I'd love to hear, you know, what drew you westward? 
Mm, so I moved and first made the trip down I-4, right, which is a, a long and arduous journey um, <laughs> to the Tampa Bay area in 2012 to attend the University of South Florida. Um, and like I mentioned, uh, graduated with my degree in organizational communication um, and learning more and more about the Tampa Bay area really inspired me every step of the way. I think we are so fortunate to live and not that Orlando doesn't have these things, but I think, you know, 18 to 22 is such a such formative years. Yeah. Um, and you're you're kind of expanding your worldview and learning more and more about the systems in place to support our community here. Everything from people experiencing homelessness, food insecurity, um, to, you know, I'm, I'm also fortunate to be a member of the Junior League of Tampa now, mm. which is an organization, of course, that partners both with Feeding Tampa Bay and with Tampa Family Health Centers. And that kind of collaborative system in place to support our community is something that inspires me every day. It makes me proud to go to work. It makes me proud of my volunteer experience. Um, and it keeps me here. So not that there's no, you know, I have plenty of reasons to go back to Orlando. <laughs> who doesn't love Disney? Uh, you know, my folks are there. But I think that those passionate people like yourself that I get to work with every day, um, you inspire me. And I think we keep each other working towards the end goal of a, of a healthy Hillsboro. Yeah, that's it's such a great point because I think we can all agree that our organizations are lifted up by great agency partners, great community partners, great individual volunteers who uh, just want to make our community better. You know, and and we see it every day. We saw it with fifty thousand different volunteers who yeah. came to feeding Tampa Bay last year. I don't I have no idea what the number will be this year, but I know that even in the middle of a pandemic where people were scared to leave their house people were coming out to help us distribute food. Yeah. And I know you saw the same kind of thing here. You have people who are really dedicated to helping you be successful um, for no reason other than that they love their community and they want to see their neighbors, you know, strive and achieve and, and do better. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head there with all that COVID-19 has brought us this year. I think one thing it's brought us in Hillsborough County is closer together. Um, I know Feeding Tampa Bay and Tampa Family Health Centers were both recently recognized by the Tampa Innovation Partnership yes. um, and the UACDC, which are also incredible community partners doing incredible things in this community. Um, but we were both recognized for not only Feeding Tampa Bay's groundbreaking work during the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure that our community is getting access to food through your mega pantries um, and just really innovative food delivery services. Um, but Tampa Family was recognized for creative collaboration. And I think leveraging those community partnerships and not trying to do it all on your own makes us all better and makes us all able to care for our community to the best of our potential. Yep, that's why we're in the room today, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. So you mentioned a timeline, 18 to 24, right? So I'm going to go back a little bit. When I was in that age group, I was trying to start a new business, and I was uninsured. So I went to Tampa Family Health Centers and because um, I didn't know what else to do. I could have gone to my parents, but of course we know during that time you're super, super stubborn. So I'm like, I am not asking for a dime from these people. <laughs> 
So I went to the one of the OG offices, I believe it's behind University Mall. That's when it was a thriving mall, people. And right. yes, it was thriving <laughs> at the time, I bumping. promise you. And on its way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on its way back and it's going to help people, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's some right. really cool things right. going on there. So yeah. stay tuned to that in that area. But um, the care that I got and the compassion that I got from Tampa Family Health Centers, even back there, and I'm 53, so you guys do the math. <laughs> We so, would never. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I'm not great. That's I'm proud of it. <laughs> that's a trap. I've, I've done awesome things in all them years. So that's anyway, true. and I'm proud to be, land at Feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah. But Tampa Family Health Centers was amazing to me, and um, I didn't have to ask for help, and they took really good care of me when they need I needed them. And then when I came here with Ev the other day, and I walked into this facility, and uh, the great strides that you have done to help pe- help people, and I walked. Um, into your lobby and to see how you have grown and what you do for people is just um, absolutely inspiring and incredible. And uh, I I was sitting in those chairs at one time and knew that I could lean on people and how they checked on me. And it just resonated with me how you've expanded and what you've done. So can you tell us a little bit about the philosophy? Because it was the same then when it's, I mean, this tiny little building that's still there now. I know you have great plans to for it. Can you just tell us what's going on, uh, the philosophy of what you do, and uh, one, two, three, go. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, so Tampa Family Health Centers has been a part of Hillsborough County for more than 36 years now. And Tampa Family Health Centers is a 501c3 registered nonprofit organization, but we're also a federally qualified community health center. FQHCs have been around for more than 50 years. Um, There's one in every county in the United States. Um, And Tampa Family, as an FQHC, is a patient-centered medical home. And a patient-centered medical home is a relationship-based model that focuses on the whole person. So you mentioned checking up on you. That that level of care surpasses, you know, your primary care, your checkup, uh, and goes goes so much further than that. you're cared for by a comprehensive, integrated team. And that mm-hmm. team includes your physicians, your advanced practice nurses, uh, your pharmacist, your specialists. So at Tampa Family, we have a chiropractor on staff. We have a podiatrist. We have behavioral health specialists. We have a psychiatrist. So that team of specialists is caring for you as a whole person. And the great thing about all of these specialists and your, your care team at Tampa Family is they're all part of your, your team. Um, and this, this team actively supports our patients and their families. They're empowering them to manage their care at the level that you're comfortable with um, and providing patients with the education and the resources necessary to make informed decisions about your care. And again, we touched on it every level from that primary care need to your dental care, to your pharmacy needs, your mental health needs, which we know are always essential, but especially so as we're dealing with all the co-occurring uh, stress that 2020 has brought us. But the most important thing at Tampa Family is the patient is in control of their care, but they're never alone as they work towards those health and wellness goals. And that's, to me, the philosophy, Tampa Family, um, with 15 centers, more than 36 years of experience here in Hillsborough County, we have a team of uh, over 550 employees who also work and live and receive care in this community. So I think we're really uniquely situated to provide that quality, caring, and accessible health care uh, to the culturally diverse community that we're really fortunate to serve here. Yeah, and you know, it's that holistic philosophy that was one of the key factors in 
our desire to work with you. You know, when we began this process of thinking about food pharmacies and what that might look like and, you know, what organizations might intuitively understand the value and want to come along for the ride, you are our first thought. You know, we're, we're fortunate to, to work with a lot of healthcare partners. We're fortunate to work with a lot of different agencies on a variety of projects. But there was no question in my mind. My first call was to Harold Jackson. And I said, hey, Harold, what do you think? And he goes, I love the idea. I love it. Hold on. I'm going to go talk to people right now. I'm, I'm going to get up out of my office. I'm going to talk to people right now. There's no better man than Harold Jackson. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, I, I've always loved Harold, but I, to see the way he's gotten excited about this project and helped to kind of shepherd things and get them off the ground here has been really fun because Harold is Tampa, you know, in so many ways. He has been an integral part of this community for so long and uh, such a fun guy to work with. And, you know, he really does a fantastic job, just like you do and Dr. Ryder and so many others of representing your organization and living out those values in the community. And it made it really easy for us to call and to say, hey, we have this idea, but we don't know exactly what it'll look like yet. We know you guys can help us think through it. We know you're the experts on the patient care side, that you really do care about the whole individual, and we want to look at nutrition in a different way with you. How can we move forward? You know, what can we do together? Absolutely. And I think, I think you hit the nail on the head, Matt. Um, we're very fortunate at every level, from our CEO, Sherry Hoback, who champions positive, long-lasting care, uh, long-term growth for our patients, Dr. Ryder, our chief medical officer, uh, Manita, who is our fabulous nurse uh, case manager who oversees the food pantry downstairs. Um, it's that team approach that really took this food pantry, the FoodRx program, from, from an idea that you and Feeding Tampa Bay had to, to this thriving program that's making a long-term sustainable impact in the lives of our patients. And as that patient-centered medical home, you know, we, we know we're not alone, that patients aren't, you know, given a bag of food and sent out the door and tasked with developing a healthy lifestyle for themselves. But we also know as providers of medical care that it's really easy to tell everyone that you need to eat healthy and exercise. (laughs) (laughs) But we've talked a lot about privilege so far, and I think that it is it is a privileged perspective to think that everyone has the same access to do those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where to piggyback off what you said, the the implementation of food resources for patients meets that need and the education component means that it'll be sustainable over the long term. Yeah, Yeah. that's one of the reasons our funding partner, Florida Blue, thought of this particular community, right? Because Florida Blue has a vested interest in the university area. They are not just looking at one-off programs like this one, but they're investing across the board in a variety of initiatives in this area because they know it takes all pieces, right? It takes the ability to come over here for an appointment. It takes the ability to go home and breathe clean air and have, you know, the right kind of safe neighborhood where you can actually go out and walk a few blocks every day without fear. You know, it, it takes all of those elements to create a healthy lifestyle. And for for me, you know, I have a different set of options and choices than a lot of the folks do here. And that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to find ways in which we can enable our partners, our funders, our 
you know, everybody involved, right? We can enable the clients, the patients to have the opportunity to make those choices for themselves. It's never going to work if we're making the choice for them. You know, I just want to say, I think I was 24 or 25 the first time that I learned what a food desert even was, where you can't really get access to good food. Like, you know, like you said, the the common uh, wisdom is to eat healthy. But if you literally can't get produce, like good produce where you live, like you have to drive miles or to, you know, the next like city or town, you know, to get like a good, some good produce, that's difficult. Yeah. And it's a really important point, Ev, because if I walked out the front door here of, of this office, I would have a challenge finding a bunch of bananas that I can get at Publix for 59 cents a pound. I'm going to pay 95 cents for a single brown banana within a mile or two of this location. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it's a huge difference and I'm going to pay, you know, 2 or 3 dollars less for a gallon of milk where uh you know, folks in this community really don't have that access, which is why it's so important that it's not just an educational initiative that we are actually putting food in this facility. We walk downstairs and open a door and there is healthy, fresh, wonderful produce. There is high quality protein. There is high quality, very, very healthy starches for folks. And, and it's just not something that is an easy thing for a lot of folks in this community to access. And so that's why it's so valuable to have you as a partner because you're embedded in the community. Absolutely. And I think to walk hand in hand with that is the, the resources that are available to patients. So as they, they are learning about healthy eating, they're receiving the produce and the healthy, you know, healthy starches, alternative forms of protein from the Feeding Tampa Bay Food Rx pantry. They're also receiving additional information to support their long-term health and wellness journey. Uh, information about your mega pantries, where to receive additional sources of food. And I think that's equally as important because they're taking that information home to their families their neighbors, their communities. And so we are embedding this idea, not only of you can come to Tampa family, you can receive your primary care, your dental, your patient-centered medical home experience here, but we're also going to tackle those co-occurring instances that are making your diabetes worse, Mm -hmm. that are contributing to your high BMI. We're not looking at you and saying, wow, you know, Good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck. We're saying eat healthy. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Eat healthy. And here's how you can do it. Yeah. So we're right. going to manage your symptoms. Our clinicians are skilled professionals who are going to take them on that medical experience and, you know, manage those symptoms with them, but they're going to give them that ability to make a tangible change in their life, the lives of their children, the lives of their parents. Mm-hmm. And that long term generational positive impact, I think, is what's going to uh, put a smile on our faces for many years here in the university area. Yeah, we're we're still very early in this project, and right. we can see impact now. But I'm so excited for what we will see moving forward as we continue to grow the options available to people as we build out, um, you know, webinar series and uh, YouTube videos around how to take, uh, you know, X amount of SNAP dollars and turn it into a week's worth of healthy food and meals for your family. You know, as we continue to uh, show people what a Florida avocado is versus a Haas (laughs) avocado and what you have to do to a Florida avocado to make it taste good versus... You know, Haas avocado is pretty good right now. <laughs> um, and so well, I need to know that. Yeah, some yeah. local wisdom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Teach me that one. Yeah, the, those little ones that are soft and really <laughs> yeah. yummy and guacamole. Right, and the really big ones that are. Yeah. Right. 
Exactly. <laughs> no, I, Next yeah. time on Stick and Yeah, fork. what do you or do? The avocados. Yeah, <laughs> recipes. You can find the recipes at. So, so talking about, um, you know, how we're, we're guiding them, and of course, in What the Food Bank, we're going to have Kelly Brickfield in soon. But uh, we met, Ev and I were here for a tour, mm-hmm. and we saw how absolutely you guys have gone next level um, on, you know, the impact that you're going to make with the patients here when they come in. And we met Manita, mm-hmm. and uh, I met her briefly. But Ev, why don't you kind of take us on a journey on who Manita is? Well, actually, you'll tell us mm-hmm. who Manita is, Darcy. But Ev, what, what's Manita like? Because what, how she introduces healthy food choices to the patients was just next level and you take it from there because she was amazing i mean we we came by yesterday to you know to see the pantry and to uh get some footage and meet some of the uh the patients that would be shopping and stuff and um it was funny uh me and shannon and our our driver jonathan were uh all just wowed like as soon as we walked in we were like like emotional yeah we just we just kind of were turning circles i mean it's uh you know there is healthy information everywhere <clears throat> the display is gorgeous i mean just all around it's just an impressive you know and it, it doesn't it's not even like it's like a massive room it's just like a nice little contained space with like lots of good food you know there's there's bananas fresh bananas on the counter there's you know um cans and cans of veggies there's you know cereal there's fridges full of fresh produce you know bagged together you've got apples and you know all peppers. kinds of yeah you peppers. can smell it when you open yeah. it it's just a such a digno it's a shopping experience yes. You're yeah. going to a small, wonderful grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unlike a grocery store, you walk away with like a FoodRx branded bag. And like, you know, they, they have information on the counter about like managing different, you know, symptoms and, and um, sort of afflictions and stuff like that. Um, and with Manita, you know, it was interesting. I, I got to see her walk some of the patients through. And, you know, she, A, was so like welcoming and comforting, you know, because obviously for patients, they don't always know exactly what they can take. They're like, how much of this? How many of these? And, you know, she uh, was kind of explaining to them, you know, like, um, there are tons of veggies. You can take this and this. Um, you know, she's helping them fill the bags. And, you know, they were obviously so grateful the whole time. They're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, And like they walked out with like armfuls, <laughs> armfuls of food um, and they were thrilled. And uh, I it was so cool because it, it's ju- it's such a simple process. Like they literally could like walk out of one of the rooms where you see a doctor and just go down the hall. <laughs> it's just right, right there. Just here's the food pantry, you know, and it, that was super cool to see. And then I got to interview her a bit and talk to her about, you know, like the, um, the work that she does. And, uh, you know, she specializes in diabetes, I understand. Um, and for anyone who is not really familiar with diabetes, like you have to be very, you have to be very conscious of what you eat and how much and how many carbs you've had and, you know, the sugars you intake and stuff, um, which can be difficult, especially if like you aren't really familiar with like the amount you're supposed to have in a day, or, you know, if you don't have access to food that is more kind of fresh or natural like you can end up getting way more carbs or sugar than you even realize you know by eating a few cookies or something like that you know so having a specialist there to kind of explain to you like oh okay so this is the condition you have so you'll want to watch how you know if you if you have high blood pressure you have to be very careful about sodium and a lot of canned foods can be high in sodium so you may not you may just think oh this is easy to cook but like having someone like manita there is like Okay, yeah, but if you do have high blood pressure, maybe you want to opt for something like this, or this will make a good substitute. So it's just really neat. I mean, who who else gets like a personal shopper to like help you with you? <laughs> right. You don't go to Publix and they walk through like, oh, okay, so you're diabetic, so you'll want to go to this aisle. <laughs> you know, right? like there is there is nothing like that. Right. So um, it's just such a an, uh, a tailored experience, and it's so uh, inviting. You know, I think that sometimes people are afraid that doctors and um, 
hospitals and stuff can be too clinical or cold, um, but I definitely didn't get that vibe at all yesterday no. from the space or the staff or anything. I mean, it's it's very, um, it's just very welcoming and, and helpful, you know, yeah. directly. So that was it, that was my takeaway. <laughs> right. It's pristine. Yeah. It's clean. It's mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we're, we live in this time of pandemic where that is a concern and yeah. it's an individual experience, which makes it uh, safe for that patient that's coming in mm-hmm. you have someone educated who's taking care of you mm-hmm. the doctor has prescribed what is needed so cool so <laughs> i mean it is you know it's it's something new that we're doing with this food rx or food prescription program um but it was the the most moving way to start my day yeah. i was just like and you know and, and this is kudos to matt you know, we all sit on on this show and we talk and we goof around and we laugh and we have a lot of fun. But, you know, I've got to give mad props to Matt and his team. They just keep developing programs to make Tampa Bay a better place for people through food. Mm-hmm. You know, you can eat in the right way and make your health 100% better. It's, you know, food is medicine. We take care of our bodies and it's like a mind, body and spirit thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have the right to have a meal on our table. And, you know, I was walking around, we, we launched this text program talking to people in Pasco County, and I talked to hundreds of people that they just need a meal on the yeah. table. You know, we should all have that. And that's what Feeding Tampa Bay does. And now we're doing it with Tampa Family Health Centers mm-hmm. in a really responsible and uh, healthy way. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's been a great week. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know. It has, and, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. But our, our team is is just awesome, and you'll hear in a little bit from Kelly Brickfield, who's yeah. really been the driving force to make this happen on our side. Um, but Darcy and her team have put in a ton of work yeah. too. And the just the really beautiful. cool thing mm-hmm. is, so much of that was of their own initiative. Yeah, you know, we didn't say, "Hey, you need to plaster our logo everywhere." Yeah, <laughs> or, it needs to be gorgeous. You know, like it, this, check this box. It needs to be really pretty too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Just the little lunch boxes, like yeah. refrigerated lunch boxes yes. that the that the patients get. Yeah, that was all on you guys. This was a decision you made. Which, by the way, you guys, you can go to Feeding Tampa Bay Social or Tampa Family Health Centers because Lila Gross with uh, WFLA is putting a story together, and we'll be sharing it with you. You can check out our socials for that or wfla.com because right. the story will be there I think believe it's going out on November 11th mm. I Zoom um, interviewed with her yesterday from my dining room and my wife was horrified because, <laughs> please just go outside go somewhere else yeah but now at least you have like that the nice trim COVID beard yes. you've done a few mountain man interviews where I'm like Matt looking good buddy whoa okay yeah, yeah. we got that pandemic right. survivor right. going on yeah exactly that's a good but point he's, he's got the nice trim smell <laughs> Look going on now. Mm-hmm. Though. Mm-hmm. I took a three day vacation in the mountains and came back totally <laughs> different. Yeah, because yeah, if I book your interview, just do it. Yeah, now he's like the bounty man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, what we just a few more questions and we'll let you escape to your normal Friday because we know you have a lot of responsibilities around here today. Um, so, you've had some patients go through. Do you have any feedback yet? Or are we, are we too really early on in the program? Have you had any patients? respond what are the how are they feeling about it so far absolutely so ev i think in so many words you touched on what it means to be a patient-centered medical home and what it means to have an embedded case manager like manita who is not only a certified diabetes diabetes educator and you know november is diabetes awareness month so this couldn't couldn't come at a better time (laughs) uh but she's also 
also a registered nurse. So she is combining that medical expertise, understanding of what it means to live with diabetes and the importance of health and nutrition in managing those those symptoms and that lifestyle. Um, and so as part of that patient-centered medical home, Manita's working with the, the medical provider as that health and nutrition and wellness expert. And then the FoodRx pantry fits perfectly into that comprehensive integrated source of care, that care team to provide patients with that tangible actionable take-home. Here's here's the ingredients, here's the recipe, all that you got to do is throw it in a pan. Um, so I think the ease of the program for patients, one thing we hear across the board at Tampa Family is, wow, it was so convenient to get the care that I needed. And that that's the most important to us is we want to eliminate or reduce those barriers to care because we know they're substantial. And so when we hear that care is convenient, I think that that signals to us that we're doing something right. And so when we hear that about the FoodRx pantry, we know that we're on the right track to creating that sustainable, long-term, positive change for our patients. Manita is a fabulous resource for us, and I know she has shared feedback from patients who say, you know, they're, they're in these 12-week, three-month-long cohorts, but they've already noticed, hey, I have high BMI, and I'm losing weight because they're, they're making these sustainable, um, not necessarily even drastic nutritional and lifestyle changes to support that healthy lifestyle, which is reducing those co-occurring instances of high blood pressure, high BMI, allowing them to live the lifestyle they want, uh, participate in activities they want to participate in, and live that that lifestyle that we all we all want, right? We all want to be healthy. We all want to be happy. We all want to be able to do things with our friends and family. And so the feedback that we're getting from patients who are part of this program is, I'm already seeing changes. I'm feeling comfortable. This is convenient for me. And I think when we hear those three kind of, you know, positive endorsements of this program, we're understanding that, wow, this might be something that has the potential to support them throughout their life to, you know, we talk about teaching our children and looking back, um, their kids are going to learn these recipes. Their kids are going to see, okay, so we get the whole grain Cheerios or we get the brown rice or we're eating canned tuna or canned chicken that has this high protein content, low fat content. And then one of my personal favorite things about the FoodRx Pantry is it's culturally competent. We have such a variety of food downstairs, Matt. You know, kudos to you and Kelly for understanding the needs, not only of the university area, but of the the individuals who walk through our doors. What I might want for dinner is different than what you might want for dinner. And if we're, you know, treating patients as one size fits all, this isn't going to have the impact that we want. So I think that layering that cultural competency into the the food pantry makes for a quality delivery of healthcare that is going to be long lasting. Well, and, and I think you're really touching on some of the secret sauce for Tampa Family Health and for this project, right? Because you are embedded in this community. We are embedded in this community. We understand that the people who walk through these doors are not the same as even your other locations in other parts of Tampa. And we're sensitive to that and we will adjust to it and we will take feedback and um you know it's only a sustainable change if it fits within someone's pre-existing kind of perspectives right if it's recognizable but a little bit healthier that's a whole lot better right if i try to get somebody to to like i'll use myself as an example if when my wife first started coming home with arugula, I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Did you get that in the backyard? Like, it's so good with lemon and pepper. Oh, oh well, little, I've, little I've parmesan. Found, yeah. oh, oh. Feta. 
okay. Feta is the the Duh. secret to oh, I'm trying making that arugula this palatable. Yes. Palatable. <laughs> <laughs> It's peppery. Yeah. It's delicious. I still have a long hey, way to go on my journey. Okay? You're, you're taking I, steps. I appreciate the, the growth you're showing. Yeah. I, I, we see I, it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so... Did you get that in the backyard? Oh, that's, right? that's going to stay with me yeah. through the weekend. Yeah. I'm telling that story for days to come. Go ahead. So sorry. But, you know, the, the point is that, that I think you really illustrated was that the folks who live in this neighborhood who come to this medical home have an opportunity to see food that is familiar to them that they understand you know and maybe we're giving them extra tips and tricks but we're not starting from scratch right it's culturally relevant it is familiar and we can make it healthy together and i think that is a critical component that hyper localization of interventions is a critical component to success. We can't even take what we do here and just kind of saw it out around the edges and plop it in somewhere else, right? We can learn lessons here. We can, when we are, every single day, we're learning new things about what works and what doesn't. But all of those have to be done in the context of the community, which is why it's so important for us to have community-rooted partners like Tampa Family Health. Absolutely. I think the the statement is that the size of Hillsborough County is roughly larger than the state of Rhode Island, correct? <laughs> wow. yeah. So serving 1.4 million people um, is complicated and meeting the needs of those people as individuals and not just as a county, I think is critical to understanding what makes programs successful in the long term. And Matt, I think you're exactly right. We touched on the fact that Tampa Family Health Centers has 15 locations across Hillsborough County and the communities each center serves are so different and they're in those locations because they're meeting those demonstrated needs of that community. And it's not one size fits all. And our medical providers understand that and they meet those needs of patients where they are and they support them along that health and wellness journey. And that's why the FoodRx Pantry fits again so cohesively into that patient-centered medical home model because it's caring for patients where they are. It's giving them the dignity and the responsibility of making their own healthcare choices and that learned experience is what gives people the power and the autonomy to make long-term healthy choices, inspire generations after and even before. You know, when you start eating healthier, I think it kind of gives your parents the nudge uh, to keep that up. And who doesn't want, want a healthier family, you know, for years and years to come? Yeah, absolutely. Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. I'm going to put the pressure on for Matt and Darcy. Uh-oh. So we have this amazing spot right here on Fletcher. Drumroll, please. <laughs> <laughs> are, are are there plans for more in the locations for Tampa Hamlet? I know there's a lot of things that have to come into play, but mm-hmm. you know, when is that second Food RX mm-hmm. going to go into the next Tampa Family Health Center, right. guys? So you and Darcy have um, backgrounds in communication. My background is in political science, so that's mm-hmm. where this answer is going to come. From. <laughs> I would say that. The lessons we learn here will be incredibly applicable to other parts of the community, and we would love to expand the work that we're doing. Um, 
it takes partners, it takes funders. It I, takes I said layers. <laughs> I just asked a question. <laughs> I said layers. <laughs> but no, I mean, in all honesty, the answer is we would love to. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we would love to. We'd love to expand it because this is new. We get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, gosh, I'm so excited. But, but it's new with the goal of expansion. Right. Right. We want to learn lessons here. We yeah. want to. We want to get it right. And that's why you start with a great partner. And that's right. why you really study in depth and you're really careful about how you approach it from day one. Because when we do expand, and we will, then we have a better handle on what we're doing. The, the way that we've talked about this project today, the way that people feel when they walk in and see it, I find it nearly impossible to believe that once folks understand what we're doing here, they won't want to help us grow it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Tampa Family Health Centers, we are committed to data-driven expansion. Tampa Family Health Centers are located in communities where there's a demonstrated need. And we know that food insecurity and diabetes and high BMI, those aren't issues that are only occurring here in the university area. I know Feeding Tampa Bay has a goal of a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. So drumroll for y'all. We're excited to see that happen. Um, (laughs) But I think as long as there's a need and as long as there are creative and collaborative partners working to meet the need, um, the sky's the limit. Yeah, we will see results. So we're, we're very confident. Yeah. That. that makes me excited. So if you are listening and you want to help us expand that program very responsibly and you are one of those partners who wants to lean in with us, we thank you, Darcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can contact us and Matt Spence is your man to kind of help us figure that out. Up next, we have what the food bank with Kelly Brickfield, who works hand in hand with Matt Spence on the FoodRx program. Thank you, Darcy. And it's you, been Darcy. a honor and privilege to get to know you, and I look forward to uh, hanging out with you more. Mm-hmm. Because it, enough, anytime. All yeah, right. and it's our job to get the word out, girls. So <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank awesome. you, guys. It's All an absolute right. joy to join you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds right. good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What the Food Bank. I'm the engineer, Ev Malcolm, and I'm here with our special guest today, Kelly Brickfield, who is our healthcare partnerships manager for Feeding Tampa Bay. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Happy to be here. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. So I I told everybody, gave everybody a little bit of a warning that I was going to hijack the beginning of (laughs) this segment. (laughs) Kelly, you got a call this morning. From uh, a friend of ours who offered you half a million dollars. Tell us about it. <laughs> I most certainly did. I was wow. super excited. Uh, um, Shannon, the look on your face yes. is just <laughs> pure excitement. Priceless. This is based on my development background that I don't uh, have to do that anymore. We, um, we, meaning me, wrote my first request for a year two grant extension. And uh, we had a lovely Zoom this morning and found out we're getting $530,000 for year two. That's a freaking big number. Congratulations. (laughs) Super exciting. Oh, my God. I know. You are a boss. It's the first time I've written one of those. And to actually get it and have it be so substantial, it's pretty amazing. Oh, my goodness. It's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Well, it reflects all the amazing, heartfelt work that that you do yeah, and absolutely you have rocked it since you joined our team Aww, thank and you i have to give her crazy props because um when the pandemic hit 
this lady, man, threw yeah. her tennis shoes on yeah. and did whatever the hell. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. Was that in my job description? No. <laughs> whatever the hell. Other duties yeah. as a Right. Side. I think it should <laughs> be whatever the hell. Remember those pens that yeah. were like the invisible pens? Uh-huh. It, I had WTF. <laughs> what whatever the what heck Matt yeah. says, and you had to use like this secret squirrel stuff to yeah. be able to see it. No, anyway, that's yeah. not true. She just leans in with whatever uh, is requested to oh, help friends you. in need and mm-hmm. um that is why you get amazing grants like yeah, that i was i was pretty excited congratulations yeah. that is so huge you guys <laughs> so uh, see i told yeah. you it would be a good surprise yeah. i know yeah. well yeah before we start hit the record button he's like i have a surprise for you i'm like oh don't don't, don't. <laughs> it's like real breaking news here <laughs> yeah right you heard it here yeah. y'all. <laughs> that is so amazing it's really an extension of the work we're doing here with tampa family health Center. absolutely you know, they're such an awesome partner of ours on this side of the bay yep and uh, just another federally qualified health center who's a great partner over on that side of the bay gets the, the grant to continue the work. So we're really, really excited about it. So with that as our kickoff, <laughs> Kelly, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, so I'm Kelly Brickfield, I'm healthcare partnerships manager, at Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, a 14 days away from my one year anniversary. Oh, wow. Happy just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's been a crazy year. Um, absolutely insane. Um, Shannon, to your point earlier about, you know, COVID, COVID kind of shut everything down mm-hmm. that, um, that I was working on and, um, you know, kind of blessed to work for an organization that, you know, needed like all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like, Hey, your job went away. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, go, go be furloughed. <laughs> yeah. It was, Oh my goodness. Thank God your job went away because right. we need you right. in other places. Well, I, we, so. I have to give you crazy, 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 <laughs> crazy props because Kelly is that individual, that person, it's who you are. Um, and that's your spirit that you just threw your tennis on and did whatever anyone asked you to do. That's just who you are. Um, all hours of the morning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care what time you showed it at the food bank. Um, Kelly was there. Yeah. Well, no, um, no, no. In the morning. I'm not a night owl. <laughs> well, well, oh, okay. I'll take note on that. But I've become that person too as well. I mean, I've, uh, in a hunger relief, I, what is that early call, man? Yeah. Because now I'm waking up at 430 yeah. when I used to sleep till 11. Right. <laughs> so now I'm headed into my five year and it's like, I don't know what sleeping in is, but <laughs> this isn't, uh, you just, uh, that's who you are. Oh, so thank you. it's been thank a pleasure. You. No, we are so fortunate to have you, but carry on. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, you're, you're here to talk about, uh, your role as healthcare partnerships manager, but I think, it deserves a little extra minute to talk about what all of that work was that you did during COVID-19. Yeah. You know, not only did you throw on your tennis shoes and, and do other duties as assigned all day, every day, yeah. um, but you also helped us create a prepared meals program and really shepherded that program that is since the beginning of COVID produced over 600,000 individual meals yeah. Yeah. that have gone on the plates of folks who, uh, you know, are, homebound for one reason or another or just had trouble accessing um you know healthy affordable food and even though it wasn't you know technically one of the bullets on your job description <laughs> it certainly fits in with who you are and what you do now that we are um not that anything has slowed down no. but everything else has kicked back in <laughs> yeah, so right, right. <laughs> yeah um yeah no it was um it was exciting to kind of take that from you know what were we doing 500 meals a 
week or something um, or a month. Um, So, you know, our Trinity Cafe team was putting together, you know, the meals they make at the cafe and freezing them. And we were kind of, you know, getting this idea of starting up this little, yeah, we should, you know, offer these in different ways. And we went from that to um, to a peak of 40,000 of those meals in a week (laughs) um, in the span of, I don't know, maybe five, six weeks. Um, wow. you know, we had restaurant partners helping us produce them, yeah. um, which was incredibly amazing. Um, you know, really the whole community pitching in, um, you know, from both sides of the bay. We mm-hmm. had folks making them for us on both sides of the bay. Um, it, it was just, um, it was incredible. And it was, you know, we had partners helping us deliver the meals mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, we didn't have all of the drivers um, and the trucks. And so it really was just this amazing community collaborative um that really met a need out there and you know we're still doing it not quite to that degree but yeah we're still pushing out i think about fifteen thousand a week which is still in and of itself um slightly mind-boggling from 550 a day to fifteen thousand a week well and to explain the emotion on that a little bit remember all of us early on we were doing a story and we were at a senior center right yep. and they were hanging out and i believe we facetimed you because they were thanking us hanging out of their balconies oh yeah and right and ev yeah. you were there mm-hmm. matt you were there we were you were being interviewed i was crying <laughs> facebook living it <laughs> i mean it was because people were so thankful yeah. because they yeah. were so absolutely concerned because they did not know how they were going to eat when quarantine first shut down yeah. yep. and Kelly helped lead the charge and it was just we were just cranking meals out that were just chef prepared they mm-hmm. were delicious oh, yeah so well what, what I'll always remember from that moment is that um, I went from being interviewed to um, standing on my tiptoes holding an eight-foot boom mic yeah. up to a second floor balcony yeah. so yeah. we could interview one yeah. of the recipients yeah. you, you leaned in as well and you became part of the crew and it was That's awesome right. yeah. and it was just we had such so one thing that um, the pandemic has brought us is we're resilient mm-hmm. we do what we have to do mm-hmm. right yep, and sure. uh, we took care of millions of yeah. people well and we and we still do we still are week. yeah um yeah Every one week. of one of my favorite parts of my week is um we do two drive-through distributions of those meals in uh two high need areas one in lelman and pinellas and one in um in tampa and you know just being able to be the person who walks the line and talks to those people um, you know, you get to know them. Um, you know, it's it's mind boggling to me that this far into the pandemic, I still get four or five cars come through every week. People who have not ever been, um, you know, I had a grandma in tears a couple of weeks ago because she lost her job of twenty something wow. years wow. and didn't know how she was going to feed her grandchildren that she takes care of. And, you know, so just being able to jump in and help yeah. and let them know it's going to be okay and let them yeah. know that we're there to help and support, you know, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And it's just nice to be able to get that human touch with the yeah. community. Um, and, you know, there was another woman, there's another woman, single mom that comes through and she's super quiet mm-hmm. and very, you know, very reserved. Um, I hadn't seen her for a couple of weeks. And then she drove through a few weeks later and I was like, oh my gosh, there, you you know, we missed you. How are you? And she almost broke down in tears. She's like, 
I thank you for noticing. Yeah. Like, it's right. nice that somebody right. noticed. Yeah. Um, and it happens that her dad had had a stroke oh and she was taking care of them. And then, you know, I offered her extra meals to bring to her parents. And she's like, oh, well, other people might need them. I'm like, honey, sweetie, mm. you need them. Please, please take some. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's just that right. human connection. And it really, yeah. like, everything that goes on in our week, um, it, it just being able to spend that hour, hour and a yeah. half every week mm-hmm. really just helps ground you back to that mission. For and sure. It's pretty awesome. It and it's one of the awesome things about being here, mm-hmm. right, in this yeah. facility because we get to see the patients every week here. Yeah. You know, and, and as we build this particular program, it will be awesome to see the same patients coming back week after week and yep. see the change. Um, and I know that's a, a really exciting part of what we're doing here. Tell us a little bit about how you have worked with the Tampa family team to build what's going on. Uh, They are a pretty incredible team. Um, So we, you know, the grant that we, um, that funds this program funded um, supplies for an on-site food pharmacy, AKA food um, pantry. Um, And the Tampa family team just jumped in like feet first, all in a hundred percent. You know, so not only did we, you know, set them up with the two refrigerators and the shelving to, you know, to um, to equip the pantry, um, they were like, hey, we want to set this up. We mm-hmm. want to make it pretty. Um, so we've, you know, I was just down there and I've seen pictures, um, but this was the first time I saw it in person and just being able to see what an amazing job they've done yeah. with the graphics and the decorations. And it just is such a pretty happy space. Yeah. This is where it I is. wish we weren't on podcast. Yeah, you people could see could it. Because see see it. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. it, it's just truly amazing. But that just goes to, to speak to the team here and and how dedicated they are to helping you know those we serve um and you know the manita your contact down there is she's all in oh yeah and she is all in um and she just is working it and loves it and you know reach out reaches out to the folks she hasn't seen them in a week to make sure that you know they're coming back to get their food yeah. that this week so yeah it's just been it's been amazing (laughs) so kelly i think it's you know indicative of who you are that we jumped right into the meat of things but (laughs) we skipped a part so tell us a little bit about yourself oh (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess i i don't know i don't know how long you have to live in florida to call yourself a a native Mm -hmm. or a transplanted native but Mm -hmm. i've been here 31 years. Um, I think that counts. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Via Connecticut, yeah. Rhode Island, and yeah, New York sure. before here. Um, so um, we being... We won't hold that against you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so being a New England girl, very into, um, you know, New England seafood. So um, our Christmas dinner every year is lobster because, nice. you know, we had to bring a little bit of home. I'm coming yeah. over. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we do. We used to get the, um, like, the wayward friends, you know, the, the folks that, you know, had nowhere else to go. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and I love it. You know, it just makes Christmas Day last much longer than the presents mm. and um, and just makes it a more fun, yeah. you know, kind of about the whole spirit of the day anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah. And um, so I've had a bunch of different roles in my life. Um, and I feel like they've all just kind of been out there to lead me to this one, which I really just feel like is where I feel like I'm home. It's where Aww. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's just super exciting and I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, from the story you told earlier to just your, your demeanor about this work, it is really obvious the second that you spend any time with you, that you love what you do, 
that you feel like you're good at what you do, which is a great feeling. And you are, you're fantastic at it. And when there's that match of who you are as a person, what you do well, and how you want to be a part of your community, it's such a cool thing to see happen. And I feel like we hit that trifecta with you, Kelly. And, uh, you know, it's just been awesome to see how this part of our work, I mean, literally, you said you're, you're two weeks shy of a year with us. A year ago, we did not have healthcare partnerships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had ideas, yeah. you know, yeah. and, dreams, and, right? And, dreams. and and less than a year later, we have an amazing amount, an array of projects, and you're the one shepherding all of them. And it, it is really cool to see organizationally that something that we've talked about for years about how food leads to health and how mm-hmm. you know our outcome is not a meal, our outcome is a healthy individual, and we weren't really doing much about it before. And now we are not just saying it, we're not just desiring it, but we're making it happen for those that we serve. And you're the one who's actually physically doing that work. You know, it's easy yeah. for me to talk about or for you know Thomas to be on TV talking about it or whatever it is, but you're the one who every day gets up and makes that more likely for someone in the Tampa Bay area. And it's just cool to see. And it's, it's you know, it's truly, um, it's well you know i use the word humbling but it really is and it, it's it's really cool to be able to help some of our food insecure neighbors in a different way than we do you know in any of our other programs and be able to you know help them right through their medical provider um and you know these are folks that may not have sought us out in other spaces so you know it's kind of that meeting people where they are um and and helping them in different ways and um yeah i've long 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 been a believer um of the tie between you know healthy eating and good mm-hmm. health so yeah. um it's nice to be able to just dive in and be able to watch that come to fruition i think it's something that uh not everybody and it's not a connection that everybody makes you know mm-hmm. thinking of of food as like part of like your health care like mm-hmm. part of like your you know doctoral right. medicinal routine right. it's like food is just what you you just eat during the day but like there's more to it Right. You know. well, and it's one of those kind of head slapping things because you don't think about it naturally. But as soon as somebody says it, you're like, of course, it's <laughs> yeah. so logical. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yes. What I put in my body affects how my body reacts to the world around it. Yep. 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 So you can't live on ramen. Oh, man. I mean, you you, for short periods of time. You, you, <laughs> you won't live long, but you, you can, can add all the stuff to the ramen. <laughs> right. But you can't just live yeah. on the packet. Yeah. No. Bummer. I know. No. And the secret, you know, seasoning packet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I tried, <laughs> I tried pop, for years. Pop tarts. Yeah. Ramen yeah. pop tarts. Yeah. Uh, ramen and pop tarts. What do you mean? Listen, yeah. there, are, there are hundreds of thousands of college students who will argue with you about oh, yeah. that. You can live about. On that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, that's a short period of time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think Funny. my husband. Somehow we survived. Yeah. I think my husband survived on ramen and beer in college. Wow. Much. Wow. Yeah. Oh, let's not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that concludes the Neil Brickfield portion yeah. of this interview. <laughs> Shout out to Neil. Love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, no, but you know, back to the the food versus health thing. You know, I've I'm a healthy eater. I would say I have been for uh, a long, long time. Um, but you know, every once in a while, you kind of go down the the dark path yeah. for a day or two. Usually, it's because you know we're going on a camping trip or something, and right. camping tends to lend itself to. Yeah. 
less than healthy food. Yeah. Um, it's part of the and, experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But it always surprises me. You know, like, we'll, we'll get back from the trip and I'll be like, oh, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you That's know, it true. is. It's that slap yourself upside the head mm-hmm. moment that mm-hmm. you realize, oh, well, it's because I've been eating crap for four <laughs> days. Right. And, you know, when I go back to adding, you know, green vegetables and some fruit mm-hmm. and some lean protein and some whole grains into my world, um, all, you know, it's just, amazing yeah like two days later i'm like oh okay i feel better now (laughs) and it seems like such a mystery until you think about it you know like i'll i had uh what was it wednesday i think i had pizza for breakfast and i was just so sluggish i was just like i don't know i i just i just don't have it today what is going on and i was like i guess maybe i'm digesting that like chicken bacon ranch pizza that i had for breakfast and it's kind of using up all my energy yeah wow not the way to start the day that is fantastic that's a combo right there i'm telling you delicious but like you said it's the dark path it's yeah not gonna help you choices tell a lot about you as a person you know mine say that i like to sleep late because of food comas yeah, exactly. Chicken, bacon, ranch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm we a margarita. Yeah. Yeah. We know what you're having for dinner, right? Yeah. No. I'm not sure we have time to fully unpack the chicken, bacon, ranch. It's <laughs> a lot. And we know it's a, a gaming that. night. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's every night, but. Uh, what'd you do on your day off, gamed? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already told Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Well, what'd you do? Productive. I was eating yeah. pizza and, and gaming. <laughs> regretting it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So Kelly, tell us what else is coming down the pike for our, yes. our work in healthcare partnerships. So um, so we've got, you know, FoodRx, which is what we're doing here with HIPAA Family Health Centers. Um, and, um, you know, we've got some um, projects in the works where we're providing a bag of shelf-stable healthy food to um, hospital patients upon discharge. Um, we have um, a medically tailored meal pilot that we are um, kind of jumping in with um, both feet and trying to see how that's going to work out. So that's going to be super exciting. Yeah, so um, in, the, in the tradition of uh, feeding Tampa Bay, I didn't really tell you anything about that. No, <laughs> no, you did not. Threw you into that world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks to the uh, two-day webinar, I finally know what the heck it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which will glue me eventually. Because yeah. I just got a new event on my watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Monday. Yeah. Sometimes um, we're kind of build as you fly. You yeah. Know, which, yeah. And we usually, it usually goes well. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you, you'll never know. Yeah. Joe Public. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a last minute thing. We're, um, we're doing some home delivered meals to um, some home health patients um as well as just um you know some home delivered meals through um you know another grant from a healthcare provider so um yeah we're really just trying to you know jump dip our toes in all sorts of different methods of partnering with healthcare organizations just to see where and how we can make the biggest impact and the biggest difference so it's fun well and it's really yeah. neat because uh partners like florida blue are so interested in this right they they have a business interest but they also have a community interest mm-hmm. and they've been amazing on yeah. this project and on a variety of others because you know we talked earlier with darcy about the university area and how important it is to florida blue but also the idea that as an insurance company what they want is everybody who's paying them to be totally and completely healthy right yeah, right and and that they see 
is really, really strongly affected by food choices. And so it makes perfect sense for them to be big supporters of this work. And they've been fantastic. You know, their their local team here, their foundation team up in Jacksonville. Um, it's been really fun to work with them because they just like Kelly have rolled with all of the craziness <laughs> of yeah. of the past year um, and are still here with us. They were just mm-hmm. as excited as we were to see the pictures of, of what Darcy and her team built downstairs. And they, yeah. um, you know, they love hearing the anecdotal stories of, of people coming through and, and how excited they are about it. And, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't spend a moment to just say thank you to Rick and to yes. uh, Ryan and all the great Absolutely. folks over at Florida Blue and Dave who've, who've made such a huge huge difference in this community by supporting our work here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they were truly, um, you know, when, when the world um, sort of crashed in March um, and, you know, we were, we were getting ready to launch we in March. So, you know, and the, the Florida blue team was just amazing and just their flexibility and patience and understanding um, just about, you know, hey, we can't quite do this right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just awesome to have partners like that who are that supportive and, and understanding mm-hmm. and, uh, and who kind of help us figure it out once, you know, once we were ready to get rolling. Mm-hmm. Well, and the funny thing is we have talked about what in March, what the plan was and what this has really morphed into is so much uh, more dignified and just uh, I can't think of another word, but mm-hmm. such a beautiful experience. Yeah. Um, so we can take those little nuggets from the pandemic and kind of be thankful in a way right. um, because it's better serving the community. Yeah. You know, so even though we had to take this pause, mm-hmm. you know, we have these amazing partners that we work through it with. It just ended up being better for people. Yeah. Uh, so we can really be thankful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to take it where you can get it. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So uh, but we can because, yeah. you know, just walking through there and. You know, if you know, we need to encourage people. If you need to seek out Tampa family, uh, please come here because it is just there's just wonderful people here to take care of you if you need the help. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, thank you for joining us today, Kelly. It was, it was a pleasure to have you on. <laughs> always, always happy to be always. here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, you guys can uh, you know stick around for more episodes in the future. We'll learn more about our partners and future programs and things like that. And uh, you can find more about our social in the outro. So stay tuned. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. Right. Have a great week, folks. Yeah. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.